Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 541. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia. What's going on in your life? Well, all sorts of things are busy in mine, so uh, we're not even going to go there because uh, just catastrophe after catastrophe, and we're just kind of rolling with it. Just kind of what I've been doing for the last year and a half, two years here in this city. I don't know what it is, natural disaster after natural disaster, and uh, right now we just had a big fire at the energy plant, and uh, oh yeah, I got in the middle of that one, but that's beside the point. Let's go somewhere else. Uh, let's talk some football. Uh, what's been going on in your life? I got to what I didn't get to watch the football games this weekend because of this emergency that was going on in town. Uh, but I did go back and I watched the the Ottawa Hamilton game, and I went back and watched the BC. Uh, who the hell did they play? Uh, Edmonton game, and uh, I didn't. I watched some of the Toronto game, but I watched all of the Saskatchewan or the uh, was it? It was Saskatchewan, wasn't it? No, it was Calgary Montreal. I watched that Calgary Montreal game. Um, yeah, so anyhow, it was a kind of an interesting week, and uh, we go from there and see what happens. Uh, yeah, we had touchdown Atlantic. Uh, I looked at the, I was looking at the TV screen on that, and it to me it looked like the stadium was like two thirds empty. Now I could be wrong, I don't know, but all I saw was these white seats, and there was nobody sitting in them, and it just didn't make any sense to me. And they're call, they're they're bragging about the attendance of this thing. It was a micro sized stadium it was like half full or if half full and the majority of the people were from Toronto or Saskatchewan so why does Randy Ambrosi think that this is the best time in which to expand to Halifax Uh, he's been saying that for four fucking years maybe more and I I don't get it I, I, I don't get it I don't know why there's any single person in Canada that believes that expanding the CFL into Halifax is a good idea I don't understand it. I, anybody, if they're doing it, they're not logical. They're emotional. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to have a team in the Maritimes. I'm just smart enough to know that it's not going to happen. Okay? I, I, I just, I, what do you do? And, and this commissioner just keeps, like, flogging the dead horse. Like, do something. Hit it again. Hit it again. Make it move. No, man, 40 fucking years we've been trying to get a team in Halifax, and it's not working. Move on. Go somewhere else. Do something else. I mean, shit, I bet you I could have one in St. Louis in a fucking day and a half. 48 hours in St. Louis. Give me an airplane ticket to St. Louis, and and 48 hours later, I'll have them write a check for a football team. Uh, The guy who owns Cabela's lives there. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Sports, sports, sports. Oh, I don't know. Anyhow, we're ranting on that one. Okay, let's uh, open up the mics and talk to the people, to the boys. They're all in line here. Um, let's get the, this one. Last one's going to be open. I'm not going to open this last one. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? What's up? What's new? What's wonderful? You know what? I hate to beat a dead horse to death, okay, but... He can't even, he can't even, he can't even 
get the stats thing down. How the fuck is he going to expand the CFL? Can you explain that to me? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, everything is going fine, Christopher. I am sitting in my backyard on my podcast waiting for my big brother to show up in my house. He drove from Abbotsford today, and he's just around wow. the corner, I think. Well, good. So I'm Rick doing? He's, he's good. He's, he's good. good. He's doing On well. On Friday, yeah, he's uh, cancer-free, apparently. Wow. And, uh, awesome. He's good. Good to hear. That's awesome. So, and on, and on Friday night, me and Ricky and my nine-year-old grandson are going to my nine-year-old grandson's first ever CFL football game. So I'm kind of oh, excited. I don't, yeah. I don't know if he'll be, but I'm kind of excited. <laughs> well, so, yeah. so Rick, you Rick should be excited. excited. Yeah, Rick doesn't really go to CFL football games. No. Because um, he, he watches, I don't know, he watches so much, so much amateur football. He, 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 and he says it's a trek for him to go to BC Place, and he doesn't like BC Place, but he's been there for the Rugby Sevens, I do believe. But he takes pictures for the Rugby Sevens, so. Um, but, yeah, so, no, I'm excited. I'm really excited, actually. He, he lives in Abbotsford here, right, doesn't he? He does. Not far Sorry? from you. Yeah. Probably, I was going to say, he's probably yeah. close to where I live. Yeah, what's the main highway that goes through Abbotsford? Highway 1. Uh, uh, there, there you go. He he lives he lives he lives right on Highway One in a condo. Okay. So. Yeah. So. Do, do you know where in Abbotsford? Is go. it like down by Watcom, Sumas Way, or over by Clearbrook, Mount Lehman? Fuck, I I have no idea. So when he shows up, is he going to go on the podcast tonight? No. You're gonna you're he gonna put him on the either. podcast? No. He wouldn't do that either. He wouldn't do that either. He's another. Uh, he's another Steven Sparksman. So, oh. just beaks off in the background. So, there you oh, go. Did I, I say that so. out loud? I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I. Yeah. Anyways, next person. <laughs> Charles. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. You're already talking. Thank you. How you doing? I was. Part of me. I said, I'm doing how are you good. doing? Good. Glad to hear I'm that. I'm doing very well. Yep. So here what's up? Let's do what's wonderful. warm here today. Yeah, uh, it's warm everywhere. All day and, you know, trying to stay cool. I like going out right mm-hmm. now to see customers because it gets me into the car with uh, air conditioning. You think that's a good idea? It's cooler. Uh Uh, yeah. Okay, so anyhow, the year finished. Rudy, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Good. Enjoying a nice hot oh. day and uh, getting ready for the big game tomorrow. And last the last count, I heard there was just under thirty thousand sold. So with a nice day tomorrow, I'm sure it'll be up around thirty-one or thirty-two thousand. So what's what the sellout? Uh, Thirty-three-five. Okay, so it's not going to sell out. No, not on a Thursday. It'd be pretty tough. If it was a Friday, it would probably sell out. 
but Thursdays usually a little bit less than Fridays. But you know, this is probably one of the like, biggest games of the year. Okay, it, it didn't start out that way, but it's turning into being one of the biggest yeah. games of the year. They have Winnipeg coming off a bye. Okay, so they've been resting for the last two weeks, and BC played five days ago. Yeah. Every team Saturday gets caught night. like that. It's just the it's the luck of the draw. I don't get it. Like, I don't, why can this game be on a Friday? Well, yeah, why couldn't it have been Friday Saturday. or Saturday? Friday yeah, or Saturday? Is there, anything, is there anything else going on at that stadium? Well, the issue this is this is the issue is the the season ticket holders. A lot of them are cabin goers, so they like to get get out Friday. So this is this is to appease the uh, the people that pay the big bucks for the, the the private boxes and the and season tickets. So that's sort of why Winnipeg requests some Thursday games during the summer. I don't get it. There's more than enough people in Winnipeg to to sell it out on Friday or Saturday. You know, leave Saturday morning to the cottage. Who cares? It's a long weekend. Yeah, you know I mean? it's a long so weekend. We have Monday off here. Yeah, so like everybody has Monday yeah, off. Monday. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get it. Hey, hey, do you want to hear something really cool, really interesting, really bizarre? We're less than two sure. months away from mandatory snow tires. <laughs> Think about that one. Two months. So what happens? I've never heard. Of- I've never heard of mandatory snow tires. If you get caught without snow tires, you get a fine. Oh yeah, hundred yep. percent. Yep. Huh. And and, and, and on, on certain highways. Okay, like in the city of Vancouver, you're not required to have snow tires or winter tires or all-season tires or anything. You, you're just not allowed. It's not a requirement. But if you get to Hope and you start going up a mountain highway, then uh, yeah. you're, 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 you're fine. You're, you're turned around and or fined. So that's kind of it. Uh, okay, I have to uh, talk to Will for a second. Yeah, so, okay. So what are we going to talk about here? We're going to talk about some football. What else have we got to do? Oh, I, I like that. What's the support LG? Oh, that was me. I gave that to you. Liquor, guns, bacon, and tits. Okay. Yes, very possible. Very possible. Okay. Um, we had four games this weekend. Four exciting games. Uh, the Hamilton-Ottawa game. This is the one that I think we get to talk the most about, um, only because there was some really fucking stupid things that happened in this game. And it, 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 I, I, we could call it a defensive struggle, or we could call it lack of offense, or we could call it a lot of things. But Levi Mitchell threw five picks, uh, only to be outdone by Vernon Adams with six a while back. But uh, anyhow... Um, it, it was a Ottawa should have won this game. There's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't have run won this game. You're going to go third down at here's the problem. They're at the four yard line. They need to get to the two yard line to get a first down to get into the end zone to win the game. 
Run the fucking ball. Run the ball. Run the ball hard. Okay? You've got a quarterback that just absolutely boogies down the field. Why don't you let him keep the ball? You have a good running back. Why don't you give him the ball? Why don't you do it? Why do you try to pass the ball and then it gets knocked down by sales and it, you turn it over on downs on the four-yard line? There's no reason that Ottawa didn't win this game. It was absolutely stupid. And, and, and then this dumb shit takes a, a penalty. Now, I, one of the things that happened today is they said that every Eastern team has got the two teams on the same side of the field. And every Western team, except for BC Lions, have the teams on opposite sides. Has this guy ever not looked at BC Place? The benches are on the opposite side of of the field. Like, what the hell was this guy talking about? Anyhow, so the Western teams... Not anymore. Benches are on the same side. They're on the same side now? The benches are on on the same side of the field. Why? I don't know. They've got, like, field-level seating on the other side. Really? Yeah. That's been for a few years now. Really? Why have I not noticed this? It's it's been forever since I've been to a game, but, uh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. I don't understand why you have the two teams on the same side. It doesn't make sense. The stadiums are big enough. Put them out there, okay? Anyhow, uh, you could have uh, game-level seating on both sides, only on half of it, right? Keep the teams opposite. Anyhow, the guy from Hamilton is beacon off the Ottawa bench on his way to his bench, and he gets a penalty, 10-yard penalty, which happens to be half the distance to the goal line. So they got the ball turned over on downs on the four, so now they move to the second-yard second, to the second line, two-yard line. Now, at the two-yard line, you can do one of two things. Now, we're going to discuss this because this is going to be something really important to discuss. And I've, I've had some arguments online about this, and the guy's wrong. Okay, so you're at the two-yard line. You've got 13 seconds left. It's a turnover, so the game clock does not start until the snap of the ball. Okay? So you snap the ball. You take a knee. Okay? You've got two yards. You're right behind the center. You, take, you, you suck up to his butt, and you take a knee right away. Okay? You're now at mm-hmm. the one-and-a-half-yard line or even the one-yard line, okay? Now, you've wasted two seconds. It's now 11 seconds left on the field. The game clock is going to start the moment that the ref puts the ball into play. So as soon as the um, 20-second clock starts, the game clock starts. So you've got 11 seconds, and you've got 20 seconds before you've got to put the ball into play. So the game clock expires. It zeroes. You snap the ball. You take a knee. The game is over. Okay? Correct. Worst case scenario is you take a knee in the end zone and you give up a safety. Okay? Now, this is where the debate is, and I was talking with Belton Johnson about this, and I was talking to Rod Peterson about this, 
and not many people actually understand what happens because when you get a safety, you have to kick the ball away to the opposing team. And a lot of people out there are saying that that is exactly what has to happen after the safety. So Ottawa would get a kickoff with no time left on the clock, would get a kickoff, and they would could run the ball back in for a touchdown. So Hamilton didn't want to do that. Now, Ottawa also has the choice to take the ball on their 40-yard line and do a Hail Mary. Okay? They get one play to run. This is the theory that people are saying. And the answer to that is no. Dumb as a stick. Okay? A safety is a scoring play, not a penalty. Okay? So as soon as the safety is scored, Ottawa gets two points. The clock has expired. The game is over. There's no need to kick the ball. There's nothing that has to happen there. The rule says you have to kick the ball after safety. But if the score clock expires, the game is over. It's not a penalty. Okay? It's a scoring play. It doesn't it, – it, it ends right there. So Hamilton would have given up two points. Ottawa would have got two more. They would have still won by a, a point and, uh, or two points, and it would have been over. It would have been 16 to 14. Hamilton, it would have been all over. So what do they do instead of this, instead of the norm, instead of the victory stance and taking a knee and running out the clock and doing everything? They do a quarterback sneak with 13 seconds left, leaving Bo Levi Mitchell in. He goes running into the pile. He gets rolled up on, and he gets attacked over the top by – Jovan Santos knocks and he gets bent backwards and breaks a leg. First off, what fucking moronic coach didn't put the short yardage quarterback in? Okay, that's a big thing. What, why did this idiot take a penalty that went, took the ball from the four to the two? <laughs> There's tons of blame to go on, on on this. Why is Bo Levi Mitchell in the game? I don't understand. You've won the game. Get him out of there. Short yardage. Nothing good can happen. Nothing good can happen. And obviously, something really bad happened. Bo Levi Mitchell's career is over. Maybe that was intended. <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm shocked and surprised that he's actually back, was back on the field. The fact that he lasted one game doesn't shock me at all. Okay? He's, he's done. He's gone for the season. Excuse me. So, William, you watched this game. I know you did. Um, you go ahead. Talk about this game because what part of this did you like, didn't like, what was stupid? <laughs> Okay, so so you guys know I've been saying for an entire year, if not two years, that Bo Levi is done. He can't throw the ball. Okay, he shot put it most of his passes the other night, and I, I, it 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 amazes me <laughs> that it mm-hmm. took Ottawa 
a quarter and a half to realize that they could run into any one of his passes and pick it off and go the other way for a touchdown. Okay? It just amazes me. Why don't these guys know this already? I know this, and I'm just a dumbass. Anyway, um, you know what? Pro Levi Mitchell's career is over. Thank God. Um, and uh, Hamilton must have a pretty good defense because they stopped Ottawa. And they did They did stop uh, what's-his-face from uh, running Crumb. the ball, which he's been very Crumb. proficient at for the last for the last couple of games. So, yeah. I, you, you still do it. Him. You still run yeah. the ball. Um, yeah, I still I still think Ottawa should have won that game, and they didn't win that game. But you know what? They won two in a row, which is probably the first time they've won two in a row for a long time. So hey, maybe it gave them some new life, and they'll still play well. And uh, Hamilton, who knows what Hamilton's going to do? I, I think that was a I think that was a I think Hamilton's defense gelled in that game. And I think they may, uh, you know, if they can get somebody decent to play quarterback, I think they might win some games. Because who? It doesn't matter, Hamilton. It doesn't matter. Who are they going to get for quarterback? How far you're? I don't know. It doesn't matter how far you're out. <laughs> In the East, you can still you can still make the playoffs, man. Let's face it. Go ahead. Well, I mean, Edmonton is not out of a playoff position right now. They're just three games back. They're three games back from Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. And Calgary. But, and, 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 and they're only three games back from a crossover. Calgary That's is true. the sixth. Calgary is the second lowest in the in the league. Did you know that they are like bottom dwellers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Unbelievable. I've been I saying mean, that for I've been saying that for a year, guys. I know, I know, I know, I know. You think of all those years with uh, Calgary and Edmonton at the top of the uh, division, where they it was either in the West for the longest time, it was either Calgary and Edmonton finishing first. Now they're down in the cellar. Alberta's yeah, it's not. kind of pathetic. It's kind of pathetic. Oh, well. Alberta, Alberta sucks. Do? Yep, they do. Oh. Wish I could argue, but I can't. No, hard to hard to argue. Okay. <laughs> There's a big yawn. Okay, so what's going on here? Do you, you, what, what were you talking about in this Hamilton Ottawa game? You had a good point. What was it? You forgot now, Will? Well, you were saying that they stopped uh, Crumb from running. No, he started right into it. In the Anyhow, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Charles, go ahead. What's your take on this? Yeah, well, game? honestly, to be perfectly fair, Ottawa should have won that game. The fact that 
Hamilton got the win out of that is a bloody miracle. When you got a quarterback that throws five interceptions, uh, I don't know how you still you win that game. It just it seems like something that would be almost impossible, but they were able to do it. Um, Ottawa just wasn't get, they didn't have the finish we've seen them have in previous weeks. Playing against Winnipeg and Calgary, they were putting up points after points after points. They just couldn't finish. They had opportunity and opportunity right down till the final play of the game. I mean, who wasn't thinking they were going to punch it in on that last drive? Because that's how they pretty much won their last couple of games. But they just it didn't have any happened. finish. And I, no, it shouldn't have happened. And I agree with you. When you're down that close, yeah, they put up some passing yardage, but their bread and butter has been on the ground offensively. Run the ball. You're, it's giving you a better opportunity at scoring at that point. So I don't understand why they did that. But um, – Give, like Will says, give Hamilton's defense some credit. Um, they were able to um, hold them to enough points. I mean, certainly uh, the Hamilton offense was, was not great. Five interceptions, and even without that, they really didn't put up much of anything. But the defense held enough to preserve the win. So that was a total defense win by Hamilton. Uh, and I think Ottawa can bounce back. They sh- like I said, they should have won that game. It just didn't have the finish. Yeah, 100%. Rudy, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, the tough game. I tried to watch some of that game. It was I was out and I was catching bits and pieces of it, but I just saw them punting back and forth and bully by throwing interceptions. Pretty sloppy game. Um Ottawa came back down to earth, and we'll see if uh, – we'll be interested in how they do in the second half. If that was just a mirage of those two wins, maybe they caught uh, Winnipeg and Calgary kind of sleeping. But although I think Calgary might be sleeping for the rest of the year, the way they're going. Um, but you know what? Uh, Hamilton, they're going to hang around, hang around, and they're hosting a great cup. All they have to do is get into that East playoff, and anything – and they can – somehow bumble their way into a great cup, a home great cup berth. So who knows? CFL, nothing ever, uh, nothing ever surprises me. And as for Boley by Mitchell, I mean, if he wasn't done after his fifth interception, the the broken leg, I think that might be the, the coup de grace. Saying that, I don't think, I think you'll see him one. I think you're going to see him back in the Hamilton Target uniform before the end of the year. Hey, but not. I don't think that kind of money they're spending on him that they're going to let him sit in the if he's ready to go. If he's healthy in six weeks. I think they're going to roll him back out there. Now, is it a good idea? Probably come not. back and get hurt again. Uh, but I, but I just, I think that's what Hamilton's going to do. I think they have to. They're paying him that much money. Oh, they have they're, to put them back I mean, in. Yeah. And that'll probably go as badly as it did last time. But I was hoping for the best for Bowl this year, but it's, like, I mean, complete disaster. He it should, couldn't uh, have gone worse, really. No. He should just... Actually, he should probably... His next call should be to TSN. He was, he was pretty good on the panel and a great cop. That should be his next phone call. 
when this <laughs> when he does call it a career. Side note, uh, Waffle is a pretty good cup. What, what was that? Lapo was pretty good in the said, in the booth. Following the plays, was pretty good. I yeah. agree with that. I like them, like better than Suter. Oh God, oh, no, like, that's, that's not hard. That's did, not a high you know, bar. No, it's not. It's not a high bar. But did you notice that uh, Glenn Suter didn't do the Toronto game or the Saskatchewan game? I think this is the first game that I've ever seen him not do Saskatchewan. He wasn't touchdown Atlantic. Yeah. But they got a question right? about him. he's been there he, he's been there so long and he doesn't it's time for some new new voices. I don't disagree with you, but you need to get somebody knowledgeable. And yeah. it, it and it's so, such a yeah. and you know like Dwayne Ford is finally coming around to being uh having the ability to speak properly on the air. Because he was a plus it was terrible, terrible for the first two or three years. Like, it, it, it was stepping on his tongue. Nothing was coming out mm-hmm. right. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, the, the guy knows his game, no doubt about it. But he didn't have the ability to speak. And that's the biggest problem that we have with this podcast is you have to be able to spit out the words quickly. You have to think fast and, and turn around and, and, and puke it out, right? And if you're not doing that on the air and you can't do it, you look like a baboon, and it's hard to find a football player or somebody with football knowledge that is going to be able to go on the air and do it. Right? It's hard. I don't know yeah, who you, you remember. Joe, Glatt? you remember Joe Galat? How bad he was? Oh, in the early not awful, terrible. Joe <laughs> he was on. He was so bad, it was actually, it was almost like must-watch because he was so bad. He was, like, ridiculous. Back on CBC, they had a bunch of lousy color commentators. They had some good ones, and they had some bad ones. Uh, Curry was bad. Curry was terrible. Remember him? Was it Matt Rogers? James Curry. He was brutal. James Curry. Walby was good. He needed some more seasoning, but he would he could have rounded into a good uh, broadcaster if he'd have gotten, you know. He wasn't bad. Lots of charisma, but a bit rough around the edges. Okay, so anyhow, this game ended up Hamilton sixteen, Ottawa twelve, total of twenty eight points. Charles, you took Ottawa. That's a loss. You you got no score there. Will, you took Ottawa. Everybody took Ottawa, okay? So, uh, Will got 16 points. CJ got 20. Rudy got six, okay? The second game up was touchdown Atlantic. It was in uh, Halifax, I think somewhere over there. Who cares? Um, and like I said, did, did, if you watched the game, did you notice that the, the, the stadium was half empty? It was like a 7,000-seat stadium that they expanded to, what, tw- 10? And, and there was no, yeah, and there was nobody in it. There was just like it was empty. And oh my God, I just I don't understand how anybody can think that this is a good idea. But anyhow, so we had touchdown Atlantic, which I don't think have a problem with it. I mean, they're talking about doing touchdown Victoria and touchdown 
you know, who, who, where could you have a, a football game other than the main stadium? And I get it. I get exposing the rest of the country to the game, but you're taking away a home game from season ticket holders. I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, it's Toronto. Yeah, they don't have a lot of season ticket holders, but they still, the ones that do go there, they, they deserve to watch their team. They paid money to watch their team. And, and then you take a game away and go put it in another province. It's stupid. Uh, it, this is absolutely ludicrous. I like the concept, but it's dumb. Anyhow, so we had Saskatchewan playing in, Tor- for, in Toronto in Halifax. It was a Toronto home game. And I didn't watch most, most of this game. You look at the score and you go, wow, Toronto pretty much dominated Saskatchewan. But then you go and look at um, the uh, – where am I? The game tracker. And you look at the game for this. Toronto offense was anemic. And I'm, I, I know stats don't tell the whole story, but that's not even the right game. God, this CFL.ca is terrible. Okay, there it is. Okay. Toronto had like 100, 122 yards passing, 90 yards on the ground. Their net offense was 200 yards. Saskatchewan had 426 yards. Okay? Time of possession was... How does this work? Time of possession, okay? 32 minutes for Saskatchewan and 21 minutes for Toronto. Where's the other six minutes? Um... Yeah, that's only 50, uh, that's uh, 54 minutes. 53 and change, yeah, 54 minutes. So there's six minutes missing. Okay, anyhow, <clears throat> just proves the point that CFL.ca is a terrible, terrible, terrible website. Anyhow, but how, how, how does Toronto win a game 31-13 when they get 120 yards passing? How does this team, according to everybody out there except for me, end up first on their power rankings? Now, were they scoring um, punt return touchdowns or kickoff return touchdowns or interceptions, pick sixes, fumble recoveries? Uh, How are they making their points? Because their offense wasn't doing it. Defense and special teams. That how it worked? Pretty much. And a punt return touchdown, I, all, I believe they also had a pick six. They, they, Chad Kelly had one touchdown. And the running backs, no yeah. running backs had a touchdown. So only seven points came from the offense. Wow. And I believe the rest were field goals. Field goals and or, as you said, uh, interceptions, yeah. pick sixes, whatever. What a 
Okay, interception was, oh, yeah, Robertson, uh, Peterson, Mitchie. Uh, those, oh, those are forced fumbles, fumble recovery. Wow, okay. I Like I said, I didn't watch much of this game. I'm not going to talk much about it. We're, we'll move on. Uh, Charles, go ahead. If you uh, if you did watch it, talk about it. Tell me tell me I'm wrong. I'm just looking at the stats, and I'm not seeing anything wonderful. You're not wrong. This is by far the worst offensive game for the Toronto Argonauts this season. Uh, their defense and their special teams made up for it by scoring some points. Uh, it certainly uh, wasn't Chad uh, Kelly's shining moment, and he only had 122 yards passing. So, uh, but they always, there's always a thing. Good teams find a way to win, and that's what they did. Uh, it also didn't hurt that they weren't playing exactly the greatest uh, um, opposition that there is out there, being the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But, hey, they took a game where their offense was not clicking on all cylinders, and they found a way to pull out a win. Largely defense scoring points, but not just, Points. They didn't give up a lot of points. They only gave up 13 points against Saskatchewan. So uh, that's how they uh, got it done. So when one fact-of-the-year uh, team team isn't clicking, it's up to the other facets of the team to uh, kind of lift them up, and that's what happened in this one. Yeah. I, I'm not saying they're, they're a bad team in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying they didn't just come out and, and look like a shining star. And I'm not, well, I'm not dissing Toronto here because it's Toronto. I'm dissing it because it really wasn't wasn't that good of a game for them. But you know, so offensively, so be it. that's true. Offensively, I mean that's that's where the power comes from, is it not? Is that power? The anyhow, I'm I'm arguing. I'm trying to defend a position here, and I don't need to. I'm going to stop, Rudy. Talk about this Toronto Saskatchewan touchdown Atlantic uh, the attendance the perception uh, you know what what, what happened in this up, game that was special they got up early and uh, I think they kind of they played it pretty close to the vest and Dinwiddie went very conservative. They're up three touchdowns. It's almost they played like an NFL game where they just grinded the game out and just kind of killed the game in the second half. Very boring. They got the two points. Not impressive, but they got the result they wanted. Uh, it was uh, it was a tough second half to watch. Saskatchewan had no chance of coming back in this game, and that's the way Toronto kind of played it, and that's the way they game plan for the second half. So, well, it, it's hard to play a foot to play football without a quarterback. It really is. It is. I mean, I think Dalagaga is he getting the or Dalagaga, whatever his name is, the, the, the big guy, uh, Dalagaga. He's playing. He's uh, starting this week, so maybe they'll do a little bit better versus Ottawa. But, uh, yeah, Toronto doesn't scare me. Like, I know Toronto's undefeated and, and their fans are, you know, already, you know, celebrating the Grey Cup. 
So I think they're in for a rude awakening come November. They're beatable. They definitely are beatable. They're, 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 they're undefeated. I get that. But you know what? They're not. They're not. They're undefeated, but they're not dominant. No. I, like, I would like to see, like, I mean, you take Vernon Adams kind of ruined that game against him by throwing all his interceptions. Take those picks away, and let's see what he would do against a good defense against BC or or Winnipeg, right, where they're going to get after him, you know, for a whole but, game. Let's see what. Let's see how he does. But we don't get to see that. I think. Do they not come to Winnipeg once? I think we play Toronto once this year. I think. You play once this year, BC's finished. They played them once. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's Right? Why? Toronto yeah. does not win in Vancouver. Okay? Toronto flies to Vancouver. They go to the Dome. They lose. It's just a fact. It's Montreal's the same. It just doesn't happen. It's a curse for Eastern teams to play in BC Place. It's three-hour difference. The games start at 7 o'clock at night. It's 10 o'clock your time. You're not finished till 1 in the morning. You're fucking tired. I, I get it, okay? It, 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 it's the BC advantage, and I, 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 I'm not arguing. I'm not de- denying it. I, I appreciate it. It's worked for many years, okay? So how do you fix? You want Toronto to win, so how do you get them to not lose in Vancouver? Don't schedule a game there. Problem solved. Toronto does not play in Vancouver. So they're not going to come out to the West Coast and lose. uh, That's basically each team's wanting to save money. And I can't believe the CFL agreed to that. Like, it's it's embarrassing. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Okay. William, Saskatchewan, Toronto. Did you find this game as boring as I did? um, I'll make this real real short and sweet. I didn't watch the game live, but I watched it later on. And the average CFL game takes me about 25 to 28 minutes to watch. That one took me 12 because it was as boring as fuck. And there wasn't that much to watch. When you got when you got a team that's 5-0 and against a team that's got a quarterback who doesn't play, it was just, it wasn't a good football game. So I didn't really spend a lot of time on it. So, you know, I mean, and once again, why they have a game in Eastern Canada is beyond me. I mean, but hey, I guess I guess it's the most fans Toronto people get every year, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not know. going there. Okay, uh, so this anyways. this game ended up Saskatchewan 13, Toronto 31. So. Saskatchewan didn't score any points until the second half. It was 21-0 at halftime. Then Saskatchewan came back and scored 13 points, and Toronto got another 10. So it ended up uh, Toronto victory at 44 points. Uh, We all picked Toronto. So Charles got 140 points. Will got 136. CJ got 126. And Rudy got 130. 
we're all relatively close to it. Okay, so there you go. The second game. Now, or sorry, third game. Second game that night. Was the BC Edmonton clash. Now, previously they met, it was a 24-0 game. BC spanked the Edmonton Elks and shut them out. A complete rarity in the CFL to not score a point, a rouge, a field goal, something. It's not hard to score a point. Okay, I watched this game. At no time did Edmonton get into the red zone. It wasn't until the fourth quarter beyond, before they got beyond the BC 54-yard line. There's just no way these two t- teams are anywhere close to being similar. It was an absolute walk, and it, it was sad to watch. I, I kind of was, was cheering. I was really cheering for Edmonton. I didn't want them to beat BC, but I wanted the game to be respectable. It wasn't. It was a travesty. Nope. It was a god-awful mess. And I feel bad for the Edmonton fans. BC Lions, 330 yards passing. Edmonton, 187. Again, that time of possession doesn't add up. They're three, out by three minutes. Uh, rushing, 119 to 45. There it, it, it was just no redeeming features from Edmonton here. It was just absolutely terrible. It was zero after. It was six nothing at the end of the first quarter. It was sixteen nothing at the at halftime. It was twenty four nothing at the end of the third quarter, and it was twenty seven nothing at the end of the game. That's right. Edmonton didn't score a point again. So BC has now outscored them fifty one to nothing, and they have won the season series. So you know if it comes down to a tie at the end of the season, BC's definitely got it. Okay, no doubt about that. Okay, so if this was a terrible game. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I was proud of my team. They played an amazing defensive game. They just absolutely didn't let Edmonton do anything. Uh, Dane Evans did perform well. I was impressed with his ability to control the game. And things went BC's way at every opportunity. Here's the big kicker. Penalties. BC had eight penalties for 77 yards. Edmonton had 13 for 177 yards. They ran the length of the football field twice in penalties. How do you expect to win a football game that way? I don't get it. I mean, that's discipline. That's coaching. That is a problem. And, and they were terrible penalties. Hands to the face, offside. You know, it, it was just, it was stupid shit. So, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I like the outcome of the game. I didn't really like the game. I was happy. I enjoyed it. I watched it in bed. 
but it was, uh, yeah. I knew the outcome before I started watching it, so maybe that wasn't so good. Charles, I'm going to let you go next. You talk about the BC Lions because, hey, it's your team. Well, it really was kind of a glorified practice, so to speak, right now. I mean, the practice and defense doesn't score any – the other team doesn't score any points either. I mean, they went in there and just kind of walked all over them. It's almost like they didn't even have to break a sweat to be these guys. It's actually, I mean, I'm as happy as a fan of the Lions to see the win. As a, a, a fan of the Canadian Football League, I'm extremely sad to see what the Edmonton franchise has become. A legendary franchise, I believe, that has more Grey Cups than anyone else, or at least they're close there. But, God, they're so far away from the Grey Cup at this point. I mean, it's just embarrassing to watch. And, well, they they reported 24,000 people at the stadium that night. Uh, give me a break. Uh, maybe if you're counting all fingers and toes. Um, CFL um, is really... It needs a strong Edmonton franchise, and uh, they just don't have it right now. Undisciplined play, bad defensive play, bad offensive play. It's really all around. I mean, they don't have a single facet of their uh, their team right now that's really performing any good. I mean, their defense isn't awful, but if that's the best you can say about a defense, that's not a positive thing. And the Lions, they're running with their backup quarterback. So you think, oh, maybe at least Edmonton can be competitive in this one. Nope. They were they lost worse than they did last time. Uh, it's really – I mean, to get shut out, like CJ said, to get shut out is very difficult in the CFL because you get rouges or missed field goals or, or kickoffs or whatnot. They've now done it twice in a matter of seven games by the same team. That's really bad. That's a record. And hey, well, I, yeah. No team has ever shut out the same team twice in one season. No. Until no recently. Shut out two teams. No, no team has had two shutouts in the same season. The fact that it was the same team, it makes it worse. Yeah. Nobody's two, and, I mean, I said after the last time, there hadn't been a BC Lions shutout in my lifetime. The last one was in 1977. There's now been two in, like, eight weeks. <laughs> Crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, that's damn near 40, that's almost 50 years. Yeah. And and they is, play the Elks one more time. <laughs> Are they going to go three for three, clean sweep, and shut them out a third time? That that would be a record that stands forever. That makes me intrigued to watch that last, next game, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, would, and I mean, BC went out of their way not to give them a point. I mean, they... They took a kickoff in the end zone, and they ran it out. They, a missed field goal, they ran it out. Okay. Well, yeah, you want to, you want to, you want to hold it, sure. You, you, they should have conceded the point, but absolutely not. They ran the ball out because they were trying for the shutout, right? 
I mean, they wanted when, a shutout, when you, sure. When you get a punt, you catch a punt on the one yard line. You never catch a punt on the one yard line. You let it go through the end zone. Okay, you have, you want the field position. You give up the point for the field. No, not this time. Lions said, uh-uh, you're not scoring on us. And and they didn't. And they absolutely didn't. Uh, wow. Rudy. Rudy, talk about this football game. It's not okay. a good look for the CFL. It's 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 a shutout, but I mean, it's at this point, it, it's hard. I just hope Edmonton can become somewhat competitive at home. At home, they play so much worse. At least on the road, they resemble a football team, but. When they play at home, they take dumb penalties. They just dumb, dumb penalties that it, that can only come down to coaching. Like, I mean, they need to be disciplined, and that's on the coach. You think after seven or eight losses in a row, you'd be like, okay, well, let's not, you know, let's not shoot ourselves in the foot here. We've done some good things, but we kill ourselves with penalties, and here we go again. They, you know, just it was comical. Like whatever, whatever could go wrong went wrong, and they just kept on set a record. It was unbelievable, and uh, Cornelius almost did it again when he just threw the ball in panic uh, to BC. It was lucky there was a there was a penalty on the play. Otherwise, it'd been another gifted pick six where he just got completely befuddled and just threw the ball in the air. Like that's a problem. Like he was dejected. Yeah. He was I mean, absolutely might, dejected. At a certain point, I think for his own mental well-being, he needs to maybe just that's it for the year. I mean, I know he's not starting this, this upcoming week, but, I mean, that kid's going to be a, a mess. Hope he has something to fall back on. Uh, I, I, I think he, he might be strange. finished, period. I don't know if he can come back from this. I mean, he's no, a young quarterback. Time, and young quarterbacks have weak psyches to begin with. I agree. And when you're this epically bad on this kind of bad team and you're playing bad, I mean, what kind of confidence are you going to have? So you start a new season next year and the first pick you throw, are you going to like go into a, you know, you're going to crumble? Like that's where he's at right now. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Not a good thing. William. I mean Yes. Has Rick well, showed up? Yes he has. He's Rick, you gonna come on the podcast? No, no, he's outside talking my wife's leg off right now. So, okay. Telling him telling my wife all about his adventure today because there's a reason he's here. And it's a long story. I won't even get into it because it's kind of pathetic. And I can't say it on air anyways. But I'm really glad my brother is here because I haven't seen him for a couple of years. So, oh, okay. So, but no. Um, you know what? I watched most of that game. Um, I, I, and I know you guys are going to laugh when I say this, 
But Edmonton is not as bad as we think they are. No. Okay. They're not. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think they have a lot of direction. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I mean, BC only scored 27 points. So the defense is not bad. I mean, is BC, if I remember correctly, does BC have the best offense in the CFL or the second best offense in the CFL? No. I, 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 I'd look at No, stats, they're, t- they're one or two. They're which? I, I believe they're one or two. I'm not going to bother right. trying to okay. look it up on CFLCA. I'm not going to no, find no. it. No, and I believe they they're, are two. They're in so, third. So they only scored. They only, they only scored 27 they're points. Third. Against okay. Edmonton. So Edmonton's defense is not bad. Um, of course, Edmonton has to. Okay, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and this is kind of pathetic. So Cornelius has played 36 fucking games. <laughs> yeah. And he's won four. And he's won four. The Bombers didn't even let Drew Willie go that long, okay? <laughs> okay? Before they got rid of him. Come on. It's time to move on, guys. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking... A fucking paper bag with legs would be better than Cornelius, to be honest. And you know I was a Cornelius fan, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not getting direction. So they're going to go with, I think I think it's up in the air who's going to play this weekend. It might be Trey Ford. I'm sure if he practices hard enough. Or somebody else. <laughs> Whoever the other guy is. So... Jared Doge or Dodge or whatever the hell his name is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't Gandhi or Dan Gala or Donagala whatever. I don't know what his name is. So <laughs> Okay, so Toronto's got thirty six points per game average. Winnipeg has twenty seven points per game average. And BC has twenty six points per game average. So they're third. Okay. They're they're absolutely the best defense out there. Nobody is even close. By quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what is what is their average on this right now? It's uh. It's like thirteen points a game. Ninety-five divided by. Thirteen point four points per game. And that's giving up 45 points to Toronto. Toronto. Right? So if you take out that 45 points, I want to do this, right? Divide this by 45, or not divide, 94 minus 45 divided by, that's not right, 94 minus 45 equals divided by six. Eight points per game. They're averaging eight points per game against everybody in the league except Toronto. <laughs> wow. Mm. If you take that one one game out, you give them a mulligan on the Toronto game, 
Those are historic levels. What? Those are like historic low levels. Oh, they are, without question. And there, there's there's no way for me to even look it up because CFL.ca is 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 a terrible, terrible, terrible website. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, let's let's close this game off. We talked about it enough. BC Lions twenty seven, Edmonton zero. Total point score twenty-seven. Uh everybody picked BC. Uh Charles, you got 100 points. Will, you got 114. CJ got 100 points. Rudy got 102. Okay. This last game, Calgary-Montreal. I don't know what to say. To me, they're both dumpster fires. Montreal was a terrible terrible team. Cody Fajardo was a terrible quarterback, and uh, Calgary got beat by them. How's that even remotely possible? They're that bad? Obviously they're that bad. I mean, Calgary net offense was all of the stats said Calgary should have won this game. All the stats except for the final one, the score. Except for the scoreboard. I mean, time of possession, passing, everything was better for this team. I don't get it. Okay. Well, I don't remember much from this game, so I'm going to let Will talk about it because I guarantee you he, he watched every minute of this game. William. He doesn't want to talk about this. Sorry, you guarantee what? Guarantee what? That you watched every minute of this game? Yeah, I did, and I was uh, woefully, I was not (laughs) pleased at all, not even close. Um, The Calgary Stampeders looked completely uninterested. I don't know what that was all about. Maybe they went out on Saturday night or Sunday night in Montreal and got shit-faced or something. Um, You know a team's in trouble when their two best players are kickers, okay? And, (laughs) and, And you know how much, you know how much that pleases me, okay? And the only other Saving Can I quote you is, on that? Is Reggie, yeah, is Reggie Begleton is having a pretty decent year. At least he's there when they need to catch the fucking ball. Uh, but he can't catch all the passes. And uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say about Calgary. I knew they were going to be bad this year. Jake Mayer, man, is he the next... Is see the next uh, Tre- Trevor Harris, four fifty one game, shit the next game. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, there was two or three times where he went to run the ball, 
and he hesitated. He should have run the fucking ball because he would have scored some. He would have he would have made first downs. Um, and I don't completely blame him because their offensive line is not as good as it normally is, and Dave Dickinson doesn't want to run the fucking ball. And so guys are pinning their ears back and going after him. And you you can't blame the guy. But I still don't think he's the solution in Calgary. I think they need a quarterback. But I'll give them I'll give them the benefit of this season because it's already fucked. And let's see what he does. So and Montreal, I mean, if there's one thing I hate when when your kickers are the best players. The other thing is that I hate is when you lose the fucking Cody Fajardo. Okay, come on. Like now I know how Winnipeg felt in the 2001 Grey Cup when they lost to fucking Marcus Crandall. Like <laughs> who loses to Cody Fajardo? Come on. So, anyways, uh, go ahead, guys. Okay, Rudy. Well, I think Fiorano beat Calgary uh, in the playoffs a couple of years ago, didn't he? So I think you forgot that. Uh, so, but yeah, the game was uh, Calgary just missing something. They don't look that bad. Like I think they're better than Saskatchewan. I truly think they're better than Saskatchewan. They do. They they're not getting blown out of the games. They're just they're just not making the right plays at the right time. They should have won the Ottawa game. Then watch yep. film on Trump. I mean, I don't want to say it's coaching. Dave Dickens is not a dumb man. He's a smart guy. I just don't know what the plan is. Like, why aren't you running the football? Find a running back. They're a dime a dozen. At least pretend you're going to run the ball. Whenever he knows you're not going to run the football, I mean, that's the, that's the best day of their lives. Those guys are probably licking their lips the entire game to get back out on the field. They had nothing to worry about. The receivers knew the ball was coming. You know, I mean, I mean, the DBs were they could they could play tight coverage because they didn't have to worry about anything. So, and it was they didn't even need to blitz that much because the, there was going to be enough pressure, and they just hung back in coverage, and, and Calgary couldn't do anything. And it'll be the same thing if they don't. Uh, I mean, Toronto's got a better defense, so it could get really ugly this week in Calgary. I. Unless Dickinson comes up with something. So, I still think Calgary can not – I think Calgary can still make the playoffs because they're better than Saskatchewan. 8-10, and 8-10, 7-11, and 11 might actually get them a playoff spot in the West. That would be wild. A 7-11 a team making the playoffs in the West would be unprecedented. But it's shaping up that way. It wouldn't be unprecedented, but it would. It's going to happen. It is. It is. I mean, if you look at the standings right now, they're terrible. Absolutely terrible. I mean, there's three teams above 500. That's it. PC Winnipeg, Toronto. Everybody else is below 500, 500 or below. And there's 
three teams in in the East that are all have three wins. Toronto has six. I mean, who's going to get second place? Anybody can get second place in the East right now. Okay, so anyhow, um, Charles, do you have something to say on this game? Charles? Do we have Charles? We lost. Hang on. What happened to Charles? Oh, Charles, why do you do this? We lost him. Hang on. I got to go find him. Do, 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 Charles. Charles, you need a cheeseburger break. Well, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, we're phoning Charles. Where is he? There he is, 604. Just give me a second. I'll get him back in, and he can talk the back end of this game. Then we'll close this off. And then I have somebody sitting on hold right now that's going to come in and talk to us a minute. It's Charles, are you there? Can you answer? You there, buddy? I'm here. I'm here now, yeah. Okay. Okay, Calgary-Montreal, you talk about this game real quick, okay, because we've got to close this off and move on. We're 10 after 9 already. Okay, well, um, Calgary lost up Cody Fajardo. I mean, what else does it say after that? Whoever thought the Labor Day Classic, or excuse me, the Battle of Alberta Labor Day Classic would be to decide who stays out of last place. (laughs) The province of Alberta is uh, 2-12 right now. I don't think anyone ever thought that would be a a thing, but honestly, it's... uh, a um, big surprise, and Jake Mayer, he's getting a lot of yards, but they're all coming between the 20s. He's having trouble putting the ball in the end zone, and he's having trouble throwing to the right team. It's not very often that Cody Fajardo is the best player on the field, or the best quarterback on the field, but that was the case on Sunday. Uh, he played sound, he didn't play great, but he played sound, and he didn't hurt his team, really. Uh, you can't say the same thing about Jake Mayer, to be perfectly honest. No. So there's a, there's a, the real difference there. I mean, I still think Calgary seems to have a decent defense. Montreal seems to have a pretty good defense, and they got stronger adding Sean Lemon last week. But um, yeah, just the offense. Um, did, uh, Montreal did enough, and the the Calgary offense just uh, not. Um, not up to scratch, and Jake Mayer is not uh, getting the job done, and that's really the story of the Stampeders right now. I think if they had a better, more competent quarterback, they might have won some of these games they lost. I think they would have beaten Ottawa, and they likely would have beaten Montreal, but the offense just isn't getting it done. Yeah. Okay, so this game ended up... Uh, yeah, you can say that about every team, though. Yeah, we can. We can. Unfortunately, this is not a good season. Montreal 25, Calgary 18, total score 43. Everybody picked Calgary except William. 
so Charles, you ended up with 34 points. William got 138. Charles got, or sorry, CJ got 32, and Rudy got 38. So let's just wrap this one thing up really quickly, and then we will move on. I kind of sent this new guy a message, and he's not responded to me yet. We'll see what happens. Okay, uh, after week eight, CJ got uh, 278 points, Charles 274, Rudy 276. Like, I mean, it's so close. We're within four points of each other. William was the all-star this, this week, 404 points. So year-to-date totals are CJ still in the lead with 2476, followed by Charles at 2246. Rudy's 200 back at 250, uh, at 2052, and Will is closing up at 1928. So there's our standings. We're going to do our pick. Uh, we're going to do our picks for our games next and we'll see what happens. Let's do this one really quickly and we can move on to something interesting. Uh, first game up, uh, Thursday night, like I said, BC on a five day rest, Winnipeg on a two week bye. uh, in Winnipeg, Charles, you're taking BC lions. You need to say it, but you need to say what, by what score? Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I'm still, People say I'm making an excuse. I'm not making an excuse. you got to play with the cards you're dealt. But I don't like the fact that you got a team on five days rest going against a team that's been off for two weeks. That's, it's, it's stupid. There's got to be a better way to schedule this. But has, having said that, they play the game like I said. You play with the hands they're dealt. Um, I'm picking BC, of course. Uh, why wouldn't I? They're the best, uh, best defense in the league, best offense. And last time they went into Winnipeg, they beat the crap out of them. I mean, I'm expecting a much closer game tomorrow. I think most people are. So uh, I think we're going to see a good one again tomorrow, and I'm interested to see how this one turns out and might make that rubber match in October at BC Place uh, way more interesting if the Bombers pull out a win. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I'm picking BC to win this one. I think it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to say BC 48 points. Okay. Uh, William. Who are you taking? Well, I have debated with myself all week and and gone back and, and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I gotta I gotta catch up to you guys, so I am gonna go Winnipeg forty one. See, if you took BC, then you might catch up to to Rudy, and he's the one that's in yeah, third Rudy, place, right? Rudy, Rudy, Rudy is so close; he's gone anyways. Okay, I'll oh, catch him okay. no problem. Okay, it's it's inevitable. I gotta catch up to you guys. Yeah, okay, it's inevitable. It really is. It's inevitable. Okay, so Winnipeg forty-one is what you said, Rudy. What are you taking? You gonna take them bombers? Rudy, come on. Hurry up. Where are you? Did we lose him? Have we lost everybody in this game? I don't know. Yeah, I lost Didn't Rudy again. I'm here still. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was on mute. Uh, Winnipeg 52. Yeah, where the hell you been? Winnipeg 52. Okay. 
Okay, and uh, CJ is taking the BC Lions and going at 45 points. Next game up is Toronto-Calgary. What happened there? What happened where? I'm dealing with blog talk. Okay, so uh, Toronto-Calgary, Charles. After what I saw last week, I can't take Calgary because they couldn't beat Montreal for crying out loud. And they got Toronto, who's undefeated coming in. Toronto is due for a loss one of these times. I think that's going to happen. I'm not convinced this week. Uh, Calgary's not very good right now. I don't see them getting much better currently. Toronto, um, 46. Toronto, 46? Is that what you said? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, William, what are you doing? I am going Calgary, 41. Okay, good stuff. Rudy? Calgary? Calgary, 55. Okay. Give me a while. Montreal Hamilton. You didn't pick anyone, did you? Did I not? Oh, I did not. Toronto. I'm no, taking Toronto. I'm taking Toronto and going uh, 42. Okay. Mont- Mont- Montreal Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Montreal Hamilton, Charles, Hamilton, take one of the two. Hamilton, Hamilton's back to North quarterback. Well, most people, would, a lot of people would say, even with Paul Levi, they didn't have a quarterback. They're back there, and um, Cody Pajaro's not great, but he's still a lot better than anything Hamilton's got. Montreal, um, 42. Okay. William, Montreal, Hamilton. Hamilton, 31. Hamilton 31. Okay. Uh, Rudy. Uh, Montreal 36. Okay. And I'm taking Montreal 38. Uh, Ottawa, Saskatchewan. This is a tough game to call. Uh, Really, like, who gives a shit? But, um, Charles. Ottawa, Saskatchewan. Ottawa bounces back. Saskatchewan's not any better than Calgary and barely better than Edmonton. Ottawa, I still have hope for personally. Ottawa, 40, even 40. Okay, William, what are you doing here? Ottawa? You have to be taking Ottawa. Ottawa, Ottawa, 42. 42? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you have been doing 41s all along, and then you did a 31. Sorry, 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 41. Okay. I was just clarifying because I didn't want you to call me a liar later when you're wrong. Okay? So there we go. 
Rudy? Uh, Saskatchewan, 39. And I'm taking Ottawa, 48. Okay, those are in the books. That's finished. What is this, week nine? You do realize that at the end of this, we're basically halfway through the season, right? Yep. Not quite. What, a pathetic, season what, a, what a pathetic season has been. Yeah, there's been some bye weeks in there, so we're not actually at half the season because we're gonna. Some of us are gonna be at eight games, so it's gonna be the next week that it ha- some of them are halfway. But yeah, it's pretty pathetic. I'm just not impressed with this season at all. Okay. Uh, wow. Let's go to the agenda and see what we've got here. Wanted to talk about this. The Edmonton Elks named Jarius Jackson the offensive coordinator. So Steve McAdoo was the offensive coordinator, and they demoted him, and he really doesn't have a position so it's one of those things that if you fire him, you got to pay for him. you got to pay him. So you might as well keep him on staff and get something for him. So he's a, he's a consultant or something right now. Is he's got an advisory role only. Uh, I don't know what that means or what it's going to do or how that's going to happen, but that's kind of what's going on. Uh, Jarius Jackson is now the offensive coordinator. Now, this is the highest position that he's ever had in a football team. So he's moving up and, and carrying on. Now I've never been a fan of Jarius Jackson. I wasn't a fan of him when he was a quarterback in BC. So uh, neither was Wally Buono because he just didn't keep him around as a quarterback and, or as a coach. So um, we'll see what happens here. Uh, Edmonton Elks need something to shake them up. This is not enough. Changing the offensive coordinator when you do not have an offense or is, is not reality. I, I, I don't see how he's going to make things better. But I'm told that they are starting a different quarterback. They do not know who yet or they have not announced who yet. So it's either going to be Trey Ford or it's going to be uh, Doogie or Dogie or I don't know, Ferris Bueller or something. Um, I don't know. I really don't know if there's an answer into how to make the Edmonton Elks better right now. I mean, they're, everybody's talking about this curse from the name. It, it That just doesn't hold water with me. I really, they actually started losing before that, but it was only one game. Then they changed the name and they haven't won a fucking football game since, or they haven't won a game at home since then. So they're on a 21-game home losing streak. They're on a 14-game continuous in a row losing streak going back into last season. And they're on a just got shut out. Again. Again. I, I honestly do not know how it possibly could be worse for them. And they're Oh, and eight for this season. I forgot about that part. So they haven't won yet this season. They haven't won anything in the last 14 games. They haven't won 21 games at home. 
I did do a um, a thing up before on, on Let's Talk CFL where they're not the worst team to start a season because they are uh, 0-8 at this point in time. Uh, Toronto, or sorry, Hamilton and Saskatchewan have both gone 0-12 to start a season before they won a game. And the worst team by far is uh, 0-14, which was the Shreveport Pirates in 1994. Now, we're not going to... That holds no water. That was just that team was just bad. Uh, they ended up winning two games in one season and two games in the other season. Uh, yeah, and then they went away. They went away. Edmonton has to win a football game. They absolutely have to. So how do you how, how do you do this? I mean, Chris Jones is trying to do some bonding. He's trying to get the team going together. So. He goes, what would I do if I was eight and oh? Well, I I take the he took the team to the movies. He took everybody to see Mission Impossible. Fitting title. It, it it's fitting. It's very fitting to the Edmonton Elks right now. Maybe they should have gone bowling or something. I don't know. Because they just didn't play good football against BC at all. There was nothing there that was good. Penalty after penalty after penalty and mindless penalties. I don't know. Jarius Jackson is the new offensive coordinator. Is he going to make a difference? Charles, is it going to be different? No, you got the same ingredient same awful ingredients, you're giving it to a different chef. Big deal. He might do something a little bit different, but ultimately I don't think you're going to get a much better result. It's not the – I don't even know if it's a call. Yeah, maybe McAdoo's not a great uh, offensive coordinator. Hell, I don't think Jerry Jackson is a great offensive coordinator. Um, Has he ever been one before? Wasn't he here? Wasn't he one in D.C.? I'm sure he was for a year or two. And it didn't go well, obviously, because he's not here anymore. But, I mean, you don't have very very good personnel. I mean, defensively, they're okay. Hold it, hold it. Somebody's got to shut that up. Okay, go go ahead, Cheryl. Sorry. Defensively, they're all right. I mean, they're not great by any stretch, but I, I think their defense is somewhat passable. Their offense is atrocious. Because they don't have a quarterback, and these guys that um, these guys that they've got coming in, whether it be Doji, I mean, people go, oh, play, play Trey Ford, play Trey Ford, play Trey Ford. You know what? I get that. Um, play Trey Ford, but I mean, the guy is you, you're not bringing in Doug Flutie. Trey Ford is very much a project, and if he does play, I mean, I mean, I suppose he can't be any worse than uh, than the other guy. Um, Jesus, I forget his name. That's how good he is. If he's forgettable, Taylor Cornelius. Um, but I mean, Trey Ford's not not the savior for this team. They don't have a very good football team on offense. I'm sorry. They they brought in Eugene Lewis from Montreal. I wonder if he's rethinking that decision with uh, eight losses behind it. And you're not seeing. The problem is, yeah, he's getting paid lots of money. He doesn't have a quarterback to throw to him. 
this is a cosmetic move. It is literally, oh, look, we're doing something now. Look, we, we made a big change. You didn't make a real big change. You, you brought in a, uh, a different uh, offensive coordinator. But are you bringing in any real, like, better personnel? No, you're not. Uh, it's not the head coach that's going. The head coach is the, is the top guy. I mean, this is a cosmetic move to make the fans and the media think they're doing something when really it's just shuffling the deck on the Titanic. And McAdoo, I mean, yeah, he's still getting paid, but they're keeping him around to be an advisor of whatever that means. What it means is they have the coach, the uh, coaching cap and the management cap, and, hey, if we've got to pay you, you might as well do something. Go sort these uh, rolls of tape. I don't know, but this is not going to make a big difference. I'm sorry, it's not. It, like I said, shuffling the deck on the, shuffling the chairs on the Titanic. So you've got an analogy. I don't mind that one at all, Charles. Okay, um, well, we got something different happening here. I got a, a, a new caller on, and, you know, we've always had um, people on the, on the show from Calgary, from Edmonton. We had uh, Rhonda, Rhonda Hope or whatever Rhonda was named, anyhow, um, and, and we've had many, uh, Phil Miller. We had a bunch of guys from the Saskatchewan. Uh, Kelly Bale was in there. We've had several people from Winnipeg. We've never had anybody on the line from Eastern Canada. Have you noticed that? With or a, a fan of the of an Eastern team. Do you agree with us there, Charles? You you've been with me since the beginning. Yeah. We oh, ever yeah. had we, anybody? We never there? have, and that's because it's after midnight there. <laughs> it is. Well, here I've got something special. I've got a guy on the line right now. His name is Bent. Okay, and he's actually Russ Gordon's wife's uncle or something like that. So kind of, oh. yeah, it's kind of interesting. We like Russ. Russ is a great guy. I've never met his wife. Actually, I, I have met his wife. Been I have met her wife. I, I, uh, I've any, met her many times. She's a very nice lady. Yeah, very nice lady. Uh, anyhow, Ben's online with us right now, and he is known on our Facebook group as the Argo fan, the Argonaut fan. Oh, I've seen his posts. And, and yeah, so uh, anyhow, so he's online with us. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you doing? This is where you talk. Is he on mute? Take, take the mute oh, button off your Sorry. Screen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, pro- no problem. That's great. Life's, life's good as an Argo fan right now. A lot of years where it was. No kidding. On purpose? Absolutely. Oh, okay. That's kind of weird. I don't like I don't I like blue. Okay, so uh, yeah, you look down at Princeton, so he's about an hour away from me, actually, so we're like neighbors, it's like really cool, Um, so yeah, he's not on the, on the, out in Ontario, so he's not three hours behind us, he's on the same time zone as us, Charles, so that's kind of a, yeah, it's helpful, he's a Toronto Argonaut fan, Um, so what did you think of the Toronto game this, this week, Ben? Uh, that they played Saskatchewan. Well, uh, it was pretty anemic offense. Uh, they were just very fortunate. Their defense and, and special teams scored points. Otherwise, they wouldn't have won the game. Well, let's. Am I, well, some days it takes the rest of the team to win. Sometimes the offense isn't. Sometimes the defense is working. Sometimes special teams are working. 
It's a team. It's the ultimate game. So it takes okay. a team to win and a team one. That's how I saw it. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that the special teams went for a certain point fans going off and ha, 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 you guys didn't do anything. But, you know. Okay, how's your phone how, working for you? Is this? Are you on a cell phone? I'm on a cell phone. I, I'm just having problems hearing a lot of what you're saying. Um, have you got it on speakerphone for yourself, or? Uh, uh, no, have, no I've, I'm holding it to my ear. Okay, okay. I just it, it's a little choppy for me. I don't know. It, uh, Charles, are you hearing the same thing? Charles. Oh, never mind. I'm just everybody's everybody's got their phone on mute today. Did we lose? Did we lose Charles? No, we lost. Not sure. We lost Will. Oh, oh. Oh God, this is a, turning into a disaster. Will, Sorry, didn't mean to do that to you. Oh, no, you didn't do it. Sorry, I'm here. Okay, there you go. Okay. Um, where'd you go? You disappeared on me. Don't do that. Sorry, I put the phone on mute, and I had just walked into the water, other room to grab some water quickly. And the, I had my headset on. I was talking into it, then I realized, oh, I'm talking to nobody because I'm on mute. You're muting in. You had to run back into the other room and do it. Okay, well, we lost yes. Will for some reason. That That dropped. And I'm trying to get that happening again. And Blog Talk's doing weird shit to me. So anyhow, we're we're carrying on. Uh, so let's uh, jump into the next one here. Randy Ambrosi, there's a, never been a better chance for the CFL expansion into Halifax. What the fuck is he talking about? Like, seriously? He's been talking for four years about t- putting a team in Halifax. He's no closer. He's got no owner. He's got no stadium. He's got no fan support. Touchdown Atlantic just was a complete failure. There was nobody in the seats. Toronto fans gave up a perfectly good home game so that they, he, this egomaniac can, can feed his ego in trying to put another team in there. He has done nothing for the CFL. I, I don't understand how this man still has a job. And yet he's saying that there's never been a better time chance for the CFL to expand to Halifax. Who's the owner? Who's putting up the money here, Randy? I I don't get it. I mean, we've talked about this over and over and over again. I don't, I don't understand how he can keep being an idiot. Go ahead, Ben. Who's the owner? Where's the stadium? Well, that's Charles. Yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry, I agree with you. I, Randy and Posey look good at the beginning, but he's gone downhill in a hurry. You know, the CFL 2.0, complete fucking disaster. Okay? Halifax expansion, complete fucking disaster. CFL.ca statistics, total fucking disaster. I, this, what has this guy done right? There, there's nothing, nothing redeeming about this man as a, as a commissioner of the CFL. And yet he still has a job after eight years. 
The other issue is the CFL media continue to, like, go along with this charade about expansion in, in Halifax. Like, they never point out the obvious. They just keep going. They just keep printing the headlines and saying, yeah, and and keep writing fuck pieces on expansion. And it's a joke. Four they, years ago when they held... Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Fine. I was just going to say, four years ago, they held a touchdown Atlantic in Halifax. They had over 20,000 at the game. Uh, last weekend, they reported something like 11,000 which was probably a generous number. But let, let's play devil's advocate and say that 11,000 is legit, even though I don't think we anyone really believes it, that it is. It but if it course. is, yeah, but even if it was, playing devil's advocate, that's still 10,000 less than um, what they had four just four years ago. years ago. Why so small? Why has it shrunk so much? I mean, obviously, they had to add um, temporary seating. Why didn't they do it this time? Did they know that the demand wasn't there, and that's why they didn't do it? Well, I don't know. They they did put temporary seating in. The the stadium only held 7,000 people. They put temporary stadium seating in to to bring it up to 11.5, I believe, something like that. And they didn't Mm -hmm. sell it out. And if you looked at the the, the stadium, the, the, at the seating, when the when the camera panned it, it was half empty. If there was 5,000 people at that stadium, I'd be surprised. How, how's this even remotely possible that you can promote this and, and, and consider yourself an intelligent human being? And by the way, I know all sorts of people that traveled to that game. They, they weren't, a lot of them were not locals. No. Ryder fans traveled. Toronto fans traveled, and, and there's a lot of other fans. That, I, I know a couple guys from BC that went because they wanted to go because it was cool. I do, too. I would have gone, not this year. I would have gone another year, but that's beside the point. Okay, we got Bent online still. Buddy, what do you, do you think about this touchdown Atlantic? Anything, uh, any redeeming features of this at all? Why are we doing it? And uh, is it fair that Toronto has to give up a home game because of it? No, it's not fair, and there's absolutely no reason for it. I agree that, you know, somebody gets fans watching TV, and I can see her doing it. Like, what's, it's a waste of time. Yeah. 100% agreeing in that. Rudy, do you have anything to add? I just say you travel all that way, you spend all that money to put on the event. What are you really getting out of it? I don't think they got anything out of it. No. Fish and chips. Great. Okay. And, and Rudy, we've just, uh, were you just saying that uh, we've bashed this one around way too much? Yes, and didn't we vow we're not talking about expansion until it happens, and then every week it shows up because they keep putting it in the in the news. It keeps getting into the news. I yeah, it's very funny until I see it. it is. Yeah, and I don't, know. don't forget, the government is not on side with the new stadium. 
Like, no. There is the one thing. There is Nobody no is. And we don't need another crappy stadium in the CFL. Like, the league needs to take a step forward, and, and you need, like, newer stadiums that can actually maybe turn a profit, not, like, playing out of some 8,000-seat stadium that is 60 years old. Well, they're talking about setting up a temporary stadium like what they did in BC. And uh, you know what? Charles and I both went to that stadium. It was wonderful. It was a great experience while it lasted. But it was awful. It was absolutely awful. So I wouldn't go back. If if, if BC Lions had to leave the BC place for a year, I wouldn't have got season tickets again. I would have let the season tickets go for that year. I wouldn't go to that stadium. Okay, moving on from expansion because it's 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 a dead horse. Uh, Dave Dickinson calls out the Stampeders players for not taking care of their bodies. Wow, that's a pretty harsh statement. How does he come up with this one? Because there's so many injuries. He's, he's trying to make excuses. Okay, here's the problem. Without question, and, and Will has been very adamant about this over the years, and, and I agree with him, and I, I'm definitely supporting him on the concept. I think the players seriously take too good, care, too good of care of their bodies. I think they, they train too hard, they build their bodies too tight, and there's not enough given them. I, I don't know how else to say that, but, you know, there was never the amount of injuries 40 years ago that there is now. And these guys all had summer jobs, and they, they went to training camp to get into shape, you know, gave up smoking, gave up drinking, and went to training camp, and then played football, and they never had the injuries. Now, maybe they don't have the caliber of football that we have now, but, you know, you've got people like Andrew Harris who are training out, training in the gym, and they're pounding weights and pounding weights and pounding weights, trying to get stronger. All this, everything about this guy is just all about building. And then he rips his pectoral muscle off, okay? And this is no different than the Calgary Stampeders right now. These injuries are mostly muscle-related. It's... It, the players are building their bodies too strong and they break. Rudy, what's your thoughts on this one? Do you agree with that? Uh, to a degree. I mean, it's not to a doc- it'd be nice to have a doctor on and he can maybe explain things because I think the speed of the game is quicker. So the force is greater. So the hits, even though years ago everyone talked about the hitting, I mean, I think you know, I think what comes greater speed comes greater impact, and you have injuries like that. Achilles injuries have always sort of happened. I'm not sure what the rash is. I mean, the Achilles uh, tendon injuries, there seems to be a lot more in the last five years. I know Matt Dunnigan had one in, back in Winnipeg in the 90s, but it just seems, I don't know if they're not, stretching properly it's the weirdest thing but i mean i think there is 
some credence to say that there could be, you know, they're they're too tight, like they're just overtraining, or you know, or repetition. Maybe, maybe too they're taking too good a body. I well, don't that's, see too much practice, but I mean, it's yeah, I don't know. I know that the steroid era caused a lot of injuries because you're you'd get muscle pulls. That yes. was quite common, but it'd be a good question for a physiotherapist. Who's not employed by a CFL team? Why not? Well, CFL physiotherapist isn't going to tell you the truth if it's you know tra- they talk, you know an unbiased opinion. From well, that's just in, in, yeah, it, that's interesting. I do know that team doctor for uh, BC Lions, a guy named Kevin Murth. Uh, I could probably reach out to him and see what we could do. Ben, what do you got to say on this one? Do you have an opinion? You got any thoughts as to why more players are getting hurt? No idea. I think that they're all the competition is too great, and they think lose their job so they train themselves to what they need their lives. 100%. Uh, no. Also, I think back in the day, you played through injuries, right? Like, look at starting pitchers in the major leagues. I mean, you didn't come out of the game. You, you pitched your nine innings, hell or high water. So, I think things are different too. You get pulled out of games a lot quicker than you would have back in the day. You got a sore shoulder now. You feel a twinge. I mean, you wouldn't have gotten yanked out of the game in the 70s or 80s. Now, you, you know, you feel like, you know, you have a cold, you're not going to play. So, things have changed. Man buns and electric scooters. Uh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I did, didn't I? You did. Damn it. Inside voice. Inside voice, DJ. Come on. Okay, we got 15 minutes, 14 minutes left in the show. Um, yeah, I, I'm really having problems with that one. And, and, and Dave Dickens, personally, I think the last two losses of the Calgary Stampeders, Dickinson called them out for uh, something else after the overtime loss in Ottawa. And the only person that should take responsibility for that loss is Dickinson. And then I, yeah. I honestly believe that he screwed the pooch on this game too. He, there's no way that they should have lost that game. So this, these are definitely coaching errors, shall we call them? I don't know what else to say. And he's not yeah, taking responsibility. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's putting blame out there as opposed to trying to take responsibility. He's, he has drilled this team into the ground. He took over well, a, good a, a great cup-winning team, and he's now at two and, and four, two and six. I don't know. It's terrible. Hey, good, good luck for Toronto if you don't want to run the football. Like, good luck if you're just going to throw the football 50 times. Mayor's going to get killed. Although, shut him down. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's what's going to happen here. We're going to see Toronto and Calgary playing it. Ben, who's going to win that game? Uh, first looking to be Toronto. It's going to be Toronto, eh? I believe yeah. that the Argos have a better defense than St. Peter's have offense. And it's sad to say our coaching is better. I always thought Calgary had good coaching. 
Calgary's always had good coaching. I don't understand what their excuse is right now or what the problem is over there. They've always had some of the best coaches in the CFL, and right now they're not. They're not. They're coaching the snakes one after the other. And and Hoffnagel just kind of let let it happen. Like he he didn't make any changes from the you know from his position, which he could have. He could have. Still can. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I honestly think he's just mailing it in now. And very similar to Wally did the last couple of years, too, where he really didn't participate much, and the team got out of control. And that's, you know, and, and that whole thing with Devon Claybrooks with, in BC was just a total disaster. And it was all on Wally. Mm-hmm. 100% that was on Wally. It wasn't until he actually left and we got somebody else took over that where, where we got the turnaround in our team. And I honestly think it was also stupid to make uh, Dave Dickinson GM and have him be GM and coach. I, I never thought that made any bit of sense. You, you, in this day and age, you do not have the same guy doing both of those jobs. It just doesn't work. It's not this day and age. It's ever. It's ever in the history of the CFL. There has not been five successful head coach GM combinations. Wally Buono, John Huffnagel, um, Don Matthews. Okay? Arguments could be made for Dave Ritchie. Arguments could be made for a couple other people. But realistically, they weren't highly successful at their job. I don't think Dave Ritchie was ever a GM. I, I think he was, wasn't he? I think he was in Toronto. He was never the head coach in Toronto, Dave Ritchie. BC, oh, Montreal, and Winnipeg. BC, Montreal, and Winnipeg. My bad. I'm, I'm thinking something else. Who else was I thinking of? I don't know. I have no idea. It's this guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Billovich, only the general manager of Hamilton. He was general manager of Toronto. Yeah, but he wasn't the coach and the general manager at the same time. No, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, seriously, there hasn't been five in the history no, yeah, of the you know what? Now that you bring it up, that's a good point, actually. Okay. You so can't why would he coach in GM? Hugh Campbell, no, he was not. Not at okay. the same time. Oh. Nor was Ron. Nor was Ron Lancaster. Nor was. Um, there's a couple others that were 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 big. They, they were good coaches and they were good good general managers, but they weren't at the same time. Okay. Well, can I can I ask a question here? Sure. How is Hoff going to go fishing? How is Hoff going to go? If he's got all his GM to do, no, no, he. I don't think he cares. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. I, I, I think he's gone he's beyond re- this. Getting paid, and he's getting paid, and he's retired. He's going fishing, and he doesn't really care. Yeah. And what happens to the team happens to the team. He's put it all on the shoulders of Dave Dickinson, and Dave Dickinson is not capable of dealing with it any more than Craig Dickinson is capable of dealing with it in Saskatchewan. Both of the Dickinsons should be fired, okay? 
at the end of the season, oh. both Dickinson should be fired. Is it going to happen? I doubt it. No. Well, Craig's well, going to go, I think. I don't think he's, I think he's midnight struck for him. Oh, Saskatchewan have to win the Grey Cup to save Craig Dickinson's job. Um, Dave Dickinson, on the other hand, it, they I would have fired him already. Calgary? Calgary's going to miss the playoffs. Saskatchewan. I'm They're going to miss the playoffs. I'd like to think they, but we can't. They can't all miss the playoffs, and they're all pathetic. I mean, we did this whole yeah, thing about I'm also the not Eastern, Eastern crossover. There's no way that mathematically you can have an Eastern crossover. I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, you can mathematically, but reality says no. I mean, three teams have to suck in the West, and four teams, all four teams, have to be successful in the East, and it can't be that way when the – the schedule's unbalanced, and, and Eastern teams pay Eastern teams too much. There's no way that it, it'll happen. It can't. For every Eastern team that wins a game, an Eastern team has to lose a game. I agree. So, you know, you're not going to have 500 football in Eastern Canada. It's not going to happen. Especially if one of the teams walks away like Toronto's doing right now. Might well, I, every, I hope that continues. You hope that continues. Well, we'll see. We're going to find out. Yeah, we will. That's play the games. It's a good thing they play the games. Uh, what do we got for a schedule here? When 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 does Toronto actually play Winnipeg? I think it's September. Late I think September. Soon. Late September? Okay. Not uh, sure. Not week ten, no. Toronto's a bye in week eleven. They play Calgary again in week twelve. So you got a couple back to back games or close to back to back games with Calgary. Then they go beat up on Toronto or Hamilton, sorry, and they go beat up on Montreal, and then they go beat up on Montreal again, and then they go beat up on Hamilton again. And oh, look, week 17, not till September 29th, does Toronto play Winnipeg? Wow, very late in the season. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's your only meeting, right? Yeah, the only meeting with Winnipeg. Yep. Lovely schedule. Oh, it's yes. terrible. The top team in the West only plays the two top teams, or the top team in the East only plays the two top teams in the West once. What a dumb schedule. That's on the request. But, yes, the what East. a dumb schedule. If these people learn, like, how to make a schedule, gee, no, but maybe have each team play home and away. Because I only have done that for... No, East teams requested that they don't want to travel west for tra- to reduce travel costs. So that's why it's coming from the teams. It's not coming from the schedule maker. Well, too bad. Well, I you agree. Good for the league for crying out loud. Could you imagine an NFL team going? Well, no, we don't want to go play in the. Uh, we want to go to the West Coast for the travel costs. 
Like, could you imagine that? Well, they don't have that issue because their makers also make them east, east and west, east and west. There's no Every reason to play twice. Yes, I mean, home and away. Yeah. Have I would love a 16 No team should play another team more than three times in a season. Yeah. I agree. Wasn't well, a lot like counting exhibition and playoffs. I mean, you could you, and team could play like six times, four in the regular season, one preseason, one playoff. That's crazy. Then you could ten times. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, let's move Toronto to Hamilton time. five times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we got two things to talk about. We got two minutes to go. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell is headed back to the six-game injury list after fracturing his leg. Who cares? Nobody expected him to last the season, and he's lasted like three games. So it's, it's it was ridiculous. just such a stupid way he heard it too. It, it was, and it's it's his fault. It's his coach's fault. It's his team's fault. It's everybody's fault. There's blame to go all over, around on that on that fracture, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just I I can't get over it. It's just the dumbest shit that I've ever seen. Okay, but the last one is this one's funny as hell. Bombers Kenny Lawler says that he is going to. He's going to hit 2,000 yards receiving this year after missing the first six games. Okay. 18 <laughs> games of the schedule, so he's going to 12, – 12 games. He's going to play for 12 games, and he's going to get 2,000 yards. That mm-hmm. means that he's going to average 166 yards receiving per game for the next 12 yards – 12 games, sorry. Rudy, Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, do you think your buddy Kenny Lawler can do this? You're, you, you I think, think he got Winnipeg is going to change their fortunes when Kenny Lawler comes to play. He's, he's, I, we're waiting I, for Kenny Lawler to come across the border and play football. This is what you've been saying all season. Well, he did have a first good game. He played very well against Edmonton, but he's not getting 2,000 yards. He might get 1,000, but he played very well in his first game. So he will make a difference, yeah, but, but he's not getting 2,000 yards. How about that? He didn't get 166 yards in his first game, so that, I don't understand how that's even po- remotely possible. Okay, anyhow, uh, i got to close off the show. This is the end of it. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 541. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We've had fun. We've talked football for two hours, 120 minutes. We lost Will McDonald a little while later. His brother's in town, so I understand that. He just kind of ducked out and didn't come back. Uh, good luck to Rick over there, and you guys enjoy your football game. Uh, 47 seconds left. Uh, ben, say good night. Good night. Okay. Charles, give her. Good night, folks. Enjoy this weekend's games. We'll talk to you next week. And Rudy. Good night, everyone. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the game. The game is exciting tomorrow night. Thursday night football in Winnipeg, BC and the Bombers. Doesn't get any better than that. Take care.